Welcome to our podcast today on A Course in Miracles. We're happy to have you with us. And today is Lesson 262. Let me perceive no differences today. Now, this one's interesting because it starts with the prayer and gives a paragraph later. Usually the other ones are the other way around. They give you a paragraph and then they give you the prayer. Yeah. So this one gives you the prayer at the beginning. Okay. Father, you have one son, and it is he that I would look upon today. He is your one creation. Why should I perceive a thousand forms in what remains as one? Why should I give this one a thousand names when only one suffices? For your son must bear your name, for you created him. Let me not see him as a stranger to his father, nor as a stranger to himself. For he is part of me and I of him, and we are part of you, who are our source, eternally united in your love, eternally the Holy Son of God. We who are one would recognize this day the truth about ourselves. We would come home and rest in unity. For there is peace, and nowhere else can peace be sought and found. Okay, so the main thing I'm supposed to get out of this is we're all the same or something like that. We're all one. Right? Yeah, we're created as the sun. It says the sun, but that's like... Not only is that all of humanity, you know, the sun, God created the sonship, the human race, the, you know, uh, his son, his offspring. Um, But also, we have to see that the sun is everything in the universe. So it's it's like not only are we connected to our source, but we're connected to everybody, you know, the whole humanity, like you and I and our next door neighbor and the person on the street, that's all part of the sonship, but we're also connected to everything in creation. Like we're we're connected to this couch, we're connected to this trunk, this wooden trunk, we're connected to the air we breathe. Like all of that is part of the sun. Mm. But we're we are the one aware of that. You know, the the more you study the course, the more aware you get of who you are as God created you. You were created as the sun. And now this lesson comes along and says, let me perceive no differences today. Well, I'm not supposed to perceive a difference between me and you, between me and the carpet, me and the buildings outside. It's all one creation, right? Mm. Okay, so if I say, well, there's a difference between me and you, then I've created a separation. I've made up a separation that's not really there. And that that would be a difference. Mm. 
I so, guess I guess what comes up for me is like it's hard for me to see I'm one with a murderer. You know, I feel like I want to be separate from them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that, that's sure. Where I'm I can out. see that. Or you know, if you out. take it if you take it all the way to the end, you know, it's like some people don't want to be one with Donald Trump or Adolf Hitler or yeah, that's Genghis Khan or that's my point. How do you get past that point? How do you get past that? Mm. Well, it's a matter of degree. You know, some of us, uh, some of us have attack thoughts in our mind towards certain people, and the course says that all attack is murder. So, essentially, in our minds, we've murdered somebody in our life, cut them off, disregarded them. Uh, had you know irreconcilable judgments about them mm. so that would be called murder mm. and so there are, the degree that some people act that out and actually carry it out in a physical dimension you know by by shooting somebody or stabbing somebody or bombing somebody uh, you know that's uh it, it's a it's a common trap of the ego that we all have to face in ourselves at some point in various degrees mm. but it's still the same it's the, still the same mistake that we make we're not seeing the wholeness we're not seeing our connection to that very person we want to murder and we're not we're not seeing that to murder them is to murder a piece of ourself. Mm. So this lesson says, let me perceive no differences today. But it's also, you know, in the ego there are no differences either. Like if I if I murder somebody, I've I've murdered myself too. Mm. And I'm gonna be depressed, probably thrown in jail. Um my life is you know, thrown into guilt. Um, you know, it's it's so. There's no separation in either system. The same principle applies in both mm -hmm. systems. What what you put out, you get back. So if you're in your ego and you put out hate and attack and murder, you you're gonna somehow get that returned to you. I, I always get that anger is a form of attack. I guess I never yes. quite got that judgment was a form of attack, like you say. I never, mm. I never saw that till today. That yeah. I, I'm probably judging the murderer, judging the, the thief. and uh, Yeah, so... So I never thought of that as a form of attack. I, I mean, that's the Old, old Testament eye for an eye. You know, it's like, well, if you commit murder, then the state has the right to murder you. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. capital punishments built on that logic. And it, it's consistent with the ego, but it is the ego. Now, if you see that um, you've made some mistakes in your life and you de deserve to be forgiven and have an awareness of who you really are as God created you that didn't make the mistake... Well, if you want that kind of absolution, 
you can't say, well, I have that absolution from the divine, but a murderer doesn't. Mm. You know, it's like you can't you can't withhold an action of divine will from some people and then have it apply to other people. That would be a difference. And this lesson said, let me perceive no differences today. Yeah, but in order, a murderer has to be judged in the courts. So how, how do you prevent that? Well, I mean, there's the justice of God, and then there's the justice of man. And the justice of man uh, attempts to keep order in society, and at some point there there may be some karmic laws, you know, like if you uh, if you kill somebody, you're most likely going to be arrested, and there's going to be some punishment because right. there's a law against killing people. Right. But let's talk more about judgment. Like, uh, you know, recently we had somebody that was working with us do something that was inappropriate. And, you know, we thought maybe we had to let her go. Well, she actually left on her own. But the point is, how could you not judge that error that she made? And, and if we had overlooked it, she would, we would not... Uh, I mean, we have to call her on it. Is that a judgment when you call somebody no, on their error? No, I don't think. It's not a judgment when you call someone on their error. Well, you might have a set of of uh, principles or ways of right right behavior, and if somebody is not behaving rightly, they and that's causing a disorder. You can point out this. This is not the right way to do it. We're going to do it this way and make the correction. Now there doesn't necessarily have to be judgment in that. Oh, okay. Like if I'm going to drive my car and I'm and I'm here in the USA and I and I'm from Great Britain and I'm driving on the left side of the street, I can guarantee you there's going to be some kind of collision. Mm -hmm. So. You need to correct that, but I don't have to judge that. I don't have to say, "Oh, that person's a bad person," or uh, you know, it's it's a correction at a physical level that has no charge on it. Okay. Does does the correction have a charge, or does it not? Are you attaching guilt to the correction, or not? Because if you're attaching guilt to the correction, then it is judgment. Oh. If you're not attaching guilt to the correction, then it's not a judgment. Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful. And, and there is a correction that people need. If they commit a crime in society, like a murder, there's a correction that needs to happen here. And if we could see the, the, um, the system of law the highest thought is correction you know they they often call these prisons house of correction mm -hmm. or correctional institution correctional f facility and one time i i did this job for a judge i was working in his house and he was a big judge in philadelphia and uh, i was studying the course 
and something probably around judgment was coming up that I was reading in the course and I and I asked him once and I said uh, he was a pretty cool guy he drove a Harley Davidson right motorcycle to work every day I said is the system set up to correct people or is it set up to punish people and he said the system is definitely set up to punish people oh, okay. so that you can call a prison a house of correction but in, a, in essence what it's doing is punishing people and that's their main focus and that's why they can do you know they can keep people in cells and uh, you know, keep the conditions not uh, very conducive to a person's uh, happiness. They want a person to suffer mm -hmm. in prison, mm -hmm. to sort of pay back their guilt for causing somebody else to suffer, mm -hmm. right? And it's more of a punishment. So, so I don't think that. Um, the world is ever going to give up judgment, you know, and punishment mm. and guilt. That's our job to do, especially as students of A Course in Miracles, mm. you know. And when, when Jesus said, oh, love your enemies, and if someone strikes you on the cheek, turn your other cheek, or if they steal your jacket, give them your coat also. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't saying those people are doing the right thing, but he's saying it's not worth it to judge them and attack them back. Because that destroys your peace so if you could see the quote enemy as yourself then you would not judge them you would not counterattack right you would not counter do back to them what they did to you and you know growing up you know we were told all these simple little things as kids, and I remember one was, two wrongs do not make a right, mm. all right? So if somebody steals from you, you're, you're, maybe your ego's um, first response is, oh, I want to get even, or I want to get that person punished. Um, but this, this is saying, let me perceive no differences today. So if I punish anybody, I'm punishing myself because there's no difference between me and the person that made the mistake, mm. all right? Do I see it as a mistake or do I see it as something uh, uh, meritorious of judgment and punishment? And this is a fundamental thing we have to correct here because we may have been brought up in families where we were being judged and punished. Or school systems where when we made mistakes we were being judged and punished. So this, this is a deep thing in the human psyche. 
where we resist making correction because we're afraid of punishment and guilt. The Course comes and says, no, you're still innocent even though you made a mistake. Love is still the essence of you even though you may have acted unlovingly at times to people. But love is still your essence and this is what we have to get in touch with. Mm. But if we see differences, you know, oh, I don't deserve the grace of God because I did X, Y, and Z to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. Well, you're keeping the grace of God away from you and for the other person that you did the so-and-so to. Mm -hmm. And that's a hell you made up. And do you want to keep projecting that? Or do you want to accept the atonement for both of you? This is, this is our, our decision to make. So let me, let me cap it off. All right, so let's, let's read it. You're right, this prayer is right in the front. Mm -hmm. And these, when they're long like this, this is like, I don't know, 10 line prayer. Sometimes it's good to read them a few times. Father, you have one son. Okay, so there it is right there. When it says, Father, you have one son, that means everybody is God's son. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the face of the planet is God's son. Mm. He only has one son, and that's everybody. Mm -hmm. So there, in one line, he's, Jesus has established the wholeness of humanity. And it is he that I would look upon today. So I'm going to look on this sonship. And sometimes in the text, the, the reference is to the sonship, which it's like, okay, gals, it's not gender, even though it's a masculine word, everybody is included in that. Male, female, doesn't matter. We're talking about spiritual dimension here. Father, you have one son, and it is he that I would look upon today. He is your one creation. Okay, now, when it says one creation, well, what do you think creation is? One creation. What, what would you say that is? Everything that exists. Then. Absolutely, mm -hmm. everything that exists. Mm. The planets, the stars, the mm. galaxies, the, you know, uh, you know, didn't you tell me there's like a billion galaxies or something? More than that. <laughs> More than that. It's like we can't even conceive of the vastness of the universe. Mm -hmm. And now when it says one creation, that's that whole thing. Now, and then when he says, you have one son, that son is connected to that creation, and it's one. So that means that you and the billions of universes are the same oneness, mm. and you're connected to that, and that's God's son. He created one son, and then he created one creation, 
And that universe is you. So you're not just a little human body walking around and, you know, saying, oh, I'm Sandra Ray, I'm Marcus Ray. You're the son of God who's connected to everything in the universe. And that's how it could say, myself is ruler of the universe. We had that, we had that lesson mm -hmm. and it was uh, 253. Myself is ruler of the universe. Well, how could that be? Well, because you're one son and God created the son and gave the son dominion over creation. Now, why should I perceive a thousand forms in what remains as one? Well, you could say a thousand people, a thousand planets, a thousand da-da-da-da-da, you know, tiddlywinks. But this is saying when you divide things a thousand times, it's still part of the one sun, one creation. Mm -hmm. Why should I give this one a thousand names when only one suffices? For your son must bear your name for you created him. You know, there are those beautiful lessons. I call upon God's name and on my own. The name of God is my inheritance. You know, that, that is it, you know. The name of God, Om Namah Shivai, Babaji said, recite that. It's the most powerful utterance in the universe. Well, what do you think that is, Om Namah Shivai? It's the name of the Son and the Father as one. Mm. For your Son must bear your name, for you created him. Let me not see him as stranger to his father, nor as stranger to myself. So now this is talking about all our brothers and sisters now. Let me not see him as a stranger to his father, nor as stranger to myself. For he is part of me, and I of him, and we are part of who, of you who are our source eternally united in your love, eternally the Holy Son of God. See, your brothers and sisters who have, you think, made all these terrible mistakes and don't deserve your attention or don't deserve um, grace because they're so evil, they're still part of you. Mm -hmm. And they're still part of the sonship. And they're still part of God. So why would you cut them off? You know, it's like when you think about the kind of the uh, the level of the ego that has to be in place for Jesus to be crucified, right? I mean, that, that act of cruelty, when all that Jesus was doing was walking around uh, healing people and telling them they're one with God, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and somebody feels so threatened that they would condemn him to death and kill him. 
Now, Jesus never judged those people because he just saw they were deluded human beings. Mm. That's why he could say on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. Well, when we're seeing something that's really kind of obviously an ego manifestation, that's what we have to say, just forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And send them God's blessings instead. I mean, and I'm not saying go out there and put yourself in situations where you feel like you're going to be crucified because Jesus also says that's a journey you don't have to make because I already made it. Mm. But in, when you do find yourself in situations where you're being attacked, the first response should be, wow, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Mm. And don't attack back. Yeah. So, okay. So let's complete this. Let me not see him, my, my brother, as a stranger to his father, nor as a stranger to myself, or sister in my case. For he is part of me and I of him, and we are part of you who are our source, eternally united in your love, eternally the Holy Son of God. We who are one, would recognize this day the truth about ourselves, we would come home and rest in unity, for there is peace, and nowhere else can peace be sought and found. Yeah, it's like this unity, this, um, you know, divine connection, but also connection between ourselves as human beings. That's, that's where the peace is. You know, I worked in this Mother Teresa mission for a number of years, three years. They served poor people who were homeless and, you know, they gave them <clears throat> a meal every day. And then they also put out food, you know, in bags that, you know, they could take with them. And they could only do that day in and day out because they, know, they saw no separation between themselves and these people who were mm -hmm. down and out, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy work. And these people mostly weren't grateful at all. Sometimes they were, but for the most part not. And that was one of the reasons they were homeless in the first place. Because they were angry, ungrateful people that couldn't get their life together. But the sisters loved them equally. Now they had their parameters of where and when they would serve, but when they were serving, I can honestly say they saw no difference between themselves mm. and the people they were serving. In fact, they saw the Christ in those people. Yeah, right. And that's how they could do it. Mm. That's how they could love those people. So the very person that's like smelly, angry, uh, you know, kind of person you wouldn't want to be around, they went right to those kind of people 
and loved them the most. So it was quite a lesson. They perceive no differences. Right. And that's what yeah. this lesson is. Mm -hmm. Let me perceive no differences today. Okay. So, all right. Thank I think you. that's that's enough said. So we're having our meeting today at 12 noon and hope to see you there. Some people who haven't come to the meeting since the first day, I really encourage you to come. Please do.